Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. We back at it. You know what I'm saying? It's time to talk Jets yet again. Got a lot of topics to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to cover the Jets running back situation, tight end. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about Zach Wilson right now as well, man. A lot of people comparing him to Darnold. A lot of people, a lot of takes that I'm hearing are kind of, you know, getting turned around. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people talking about Darnold, you know, being the better prospect. So we'll talk about that tonight as well. We're also going to talk about the Jets meeting with Najee Harris. You know I'm saying that's going to tie into our running back situation. So, man, I can't wait to get into it. Listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, give me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up, people. I'm fired up. I'm also on iTunes as well. You know what I'm saying? The Long Beach Joe Show. Go there. Please subscribe to my iTunes. Leave me a rating. You know what I'm saying? I'm everywhere else, you know. I'm also on YouTube as well. That's where I live stream. If you listen to me live on Blog Talk Radio, I'm also on YouTube too, you know what I'm saying? So uh, Long Beach Joe Jets is the YouTube channel. You can go there and watch me live stream while I uh, do the live radio show. You can also check out my other content as well. I put up videos, do all kinds of stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm fired up. Got a new audio system as well, folks. I hope you all enjoying this. Let me know. Give me some feedback on the audio tonight. Uh, let me know what's, what's going on with it, if you like it, how you feeling it. So. Listen, we're going to get into it because there's a lot to talk about with this football team right now. Again, if you want to call in, it is 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. We've got a couple callers. We're going to get to everybody tonight. I know everybody continues to talk about, hey, you know, Joe, how can I get on a show? How can I call in? If you call in, listen, I'm going to explain this one more time. There's some people out there that, you know, don't get it. If you call in, I can see you. I know different people use different things. I have a queue system. I can see you, okay? So if you call in, I will see you, and I will get to you. Do not call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. If you do that, guess what that will do to you? That will put you at the back of the line consistently, all right? <laughs> You're just doing it to yourself at this point, you know? Don't do that. Just call in, wait your time, and you'll get on the show, and then we'll start talking jets, you know what I mean? Just be patient. And don't curse when you call into my show because I'll get you out of here if you curse. And, then, you know what I'm saying, we can't have that. Family-friendly show here. So let's go ahead and get into these topics, man. I'm hyped up. I'm fired up. I'm looking at this running back situation with the Jets right now. Um, you know, we've got P. Ryan. We know that. We saw some, some great things out of him. Um, you know, he had injuries. He was also kind of underutilized. We know that Adam Gaze loved to run Frank Gore constantly. Oh, and I didn't really understand why at times, but he did do that. Um, so P. Ryan was a guy that we all saw had some talent. We also saw Ty Johnson as well, who I'm extremely excited about. Uh, we saw him showcase at times through the season. He was a guy that, I, that we saw and we said to ourselves, this guy's got some talent. We saw him coming off the backfield. We saw him catch the football. Uh, we saw him be able to move around and make plays. Um, Josh Adams as well, who's a restricted free agent too, was a guy that we saw, you know, be used sparingly here and there as well. But now coming into this season, we have a brand new, you know, coaching staff. We have a brand new offensive coordinator in the building in Michael Floor. And you look at this Jets running back situation right now, and you say to yourself, okay, we know that things are going to change, but how much are they going to change? 
can some of these guys be utilized within LaFleur's system, which is, you know, the Shanahan system, and can, you know, can these guys be effective? I know that there's a lot of people out there that look at the Jets running back situation, and a lot of them immediately want to go out and just land an elite number one running back, and I, I get it. They want to chase the top guy in free agency, and I get it. But what I will say about this, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, talking to different people, different people hit me in my, uh, you know, DMs and all kinds of things, and I'm kind of slowing the brakes on that. Because when I look at this Shanahan system, I look at, you know, they're, they're coming from San Francisco, you know, with Sulla and, you know, Shanahan, or Mike LaFleur was under, you know, Kyle Shanahan. And I look at Kyle Shanahan, and this guy is like a wizard within the running game. This guy can put together running game schemes like crazy, you know. And I look at the Niners. Again, I'm on the West Coast, for those of you that don't know. That's why they call me Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? Big Jets fan on the West Coast. I was forced to watch the Niners many times. And uh, you look at this Niners system. You look at how they ran the ball in San Francisco. They didn't have, like, uh, an Alvin Kamara or, uh, you know, a Dalvin Cook or, you know, this elite back. They had a tandem of backs that were able to get the job done. You know, Raheem Mozart, uh, Jared McKinnon, Jeff Wilson Jr., who was their leader in Russia. That dude was an undrafted free agent. Undrafted. You know, and SF ended up number one in the league in rushing. They ran the ball extremely well, but it was a trio of backs, things that they were able, you know, they were able to utilize different guys' talents in different ways within that system to really see success. So when I look at this Jets running back situation here, I say to myself, P. Ryan, who has shown some promise, you got Ty Johnson, who I'm, I'm extremely hyped about. I really think that that guy – to really turn into something here. He's a smooth runner. We saw him find the holes. He's making his plays. He was taking off down the field. We also saw him catch the football coming out the backfield as well. You know, I think that we could end up, maybe we end, maybe, maybe we get a veteran back in free agency or something like that, but I wouldn't necessarily be upset about us going into next season, you know, with P. Ryan, Ty Johnson, and finding a way, you know, to get Josh Adams back in here. I wouldn't be upset if we went that way. I really wouldn't. I don't necessarily think we have to chase that big-time elite back. Um, I, would, I also would love, you know, outside of us, you know, possibly getting a veteran free agency, honestly, I'd like to, for us to get, a, uh, I'd like for us to get a, a young back in the draft, maybe a little bit later in the draft, second, third round, something like that. I wouldn't mind that either. I know there's a lot of names out there, people talking about Najee Harris. I don't know exactly where he's going to go. Some people say he goes in the first. I don't know if we take a running back in the first. We're going to talk about that tonight as well. But I think that there's options out there for us, but I don't think we have to run and chase, you know, a high-priced free agent running back. I don't necessarily think we have to do that. But we're going to talk about that tonight, man, because let me tell you something. This running game and what Mike LaFleur is going to bring here, and I, I do think that we'll run something very similar to what we saw, you know, in SF, how those guys were extremely effective there. Let me tell you something. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be on, on pace. They're going to absolutely make the running game you know, a functioning part of this offense. And we saw it struggle time and time again under Gaze, but those times are over. Moving on, I want to talk about this tight end position as well. You know, you look at Mike LaFleur yet again, bringing in that Shanahan system. Let me tell you, they use the tight end quite a bit in San Francisco. They use it quite a bit. But in San Francisco, they had Kittle, okay? We ain't got no damn George Kittle here. We ain't got no George Kittle. I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> I'm being completely honest with you. We ain't got no George Kittle. And I look at this jet in, jet tight end situation right now. 
And people consistently ask me, well, Joe, look, Griffin, you know, we could move on from him. We could cut him. We could save money. And I say, okay. And then they turn around and tell me, what about, what about Chris Herndon? Chris Herndon can be a guy that can make plays for it. Do you believe, do you have faith, Joe, in Chris Herndon? Hell no. To the no, no, no. No, I don't. I don't have any faith in Chris Herndon. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. I have no faith in Chris Herndon. I'm being completely honest with y'all. This is a guy that has not shown anything. I'm talking about nothing. There's a little bit of flashes, maybe in his first season. If he wasn't suspended, then he was hurt. If he wasn't hurt, then he was dropping football. If he wasn't hurt, suspended, or dropping football, he was fumbling. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from me? I, I, I'm just being completely honest. What I'm more saying? do you want from me? <laughs> That's all I can do, man. That's all I can do at this point. You know? So, moving forward, I'd like to see us go after a tight end in free agency. Maybe not a high price tight end. One of the guys I want to see us target is uh, Gerald Everett. I really like him. Mo Cox as well is a free agent, too. But I don't know if the Colts will necessarily – you know, let him go. I, I think he might end up back with the Colts, but if we can go after that guy, I'd like him as well. But I think we got to improve at that at that uh, at that position too, because I just I just don't have faith in Chris Herndon. I, I just don't. To be completely honest. So we're gonna talk about all that tonight. Running backs, tight ends. We're gonna talk about Zach Wilson. Everybody loves that guy, man. I respect him. I like him too. I think he's good. But uh, we're going to talk about all that tonight. Running back, tight end, this new offense, Najee Harris. We're going to open up the lines again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open right now. Do not call into my show person. For those of you that listen to me on Blog Talk Radio, I also live stream during my live radio shows, all right? And I'll call my chapter savages. Why? Because they're savage. Not even me. You got to take that they don't agree with. They just they just fry you, man. They just call in and fry you. It just, it just is what it is, man. Nobody's fed, you know. They do it respectfully, but they get after you. So we're going to get to the lines, man. Got quite a bit of callers right now. Um, again, 515-602-9639. We about to get into it, man, because we got to talk about a lot of stuff that we got going on here. This roster is going to change. There's a lot of things that can happen. So I'm going to go to my guy, E, first, man. E, I'm coming directly to you, my man. E, what's going on, my Yo, friend? Yo, Welcome to the show. Thank you for calling in. I want to get your thoughts on this, man. You look at this running back situation, bro, off the, off the bit, off the rip. What is your assessment of the Jets running back situation right now? Um, I think it's kind of underrated, not going to lie. I mean, I like Todd Johnson. Ryan, I'm not huge on. I think he's going to be decent, though. He's a good, you know, third-guarding back, uh, number two back. I don't think he's ever going to be a number one. And, you know, you, I want to sign a veteran free agent like a Jamal Williams and may, or maybe draft a guy. But, you know, I'm, I'm all for a running back by committee. We're done a running back. We just failed that experiment with Le'Veon Bell. So, I think uh, – I don't think it's as big of a need as most people think. I'm comfortable going in with uh, Johnson, Pierre, and then signing a veteran. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying to myself, again, 
I think this offense is going to be something similar to what we saw in SF. And I think a trio of backs, especially, I know you aren't necessarily high on P. Ryan, but I think he, I think he can be a pretty solid back. Um, but Ty Johnson is something, some a guy that I'm extremely excited about. And I really think that, uh, you know, we should move forward with him because he's really shown some, you know, that he's really shown that he can have impact in a football game. We saw him really turn yeah, up he, in a he's couple games. Wheels, man. I remember in the, I yeah. remember in the Miami game, uh, he was just going in. I'm like, oh, my God, finally I saw a running back. Because we were used to, like, Le'Veon Bell, who's slow. Frank Corey's even more slow. P. Ryan's not the fastest guy. You know, he's got decent speed. But this guy was, you know, making guys miss going fast here, hitting the whole heart. I'm like, oh, sweet. We got, you know, a fast guy here. And I was like, is that P. Ryan? But no, it was this guy we just picked up from the, from the Lions. So, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see what he's got. He's got some wheels, man, for sure. Yeah. Do you think the play action, when you look at, you know, Michael LaFleur, I know a lot of people – are kind of throwing things out there about him and just the offense that he brings here. Do you think that play action will be a big part of our offense this upcoming season? Man, I sure hope so because that means the running game's working. I mean, you can, you can only do good, you know, play action if you got a good running game. So, you know, I want to balance the offense. I don't want, you know, too much run, too much pass. But, yeah, play action can really help, you know, especially with a young quarterback, um, that it can help them a lot, you know, buying some time. As long as they still play action well, which uh, your boy Donald doesn't do too well, <laughs> oh my then it'll work Here very we well. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? It's kind I of had time. to, man. Every I had time. to. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Every time you call in, you got to take shots at SMED. Listen, man. You know, it's hard to sell a play action in this league when no one's afraid of your running game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's that's a fair point, man. play action. You know what I'm saying? When your O-line can't block, I mean, it's kind of hard to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Who who believes? Who's going to believe that? But, you know, you take your shot. Uh, here come the excuses. Here come the excuses. <laughs> Typical Sam Donald so, defender. Oh, my goodness, man. You know what I'm saying? What, what is the deal here? Why, what what more do you want from me? You know, I'm just here bringing you straight facts, my man. You don't want to hear facts, I understand that. You know what I mean? But but uh, I we can we can get back to running backs and tight ends. It's all yeah, good. You know what I'm uh, I just yeah, I just slide that in there for for any of my you know move on from sand guys in the chat. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's get back to let's get yeah, back to the let's the, get back to the, these, the plan yeah, topic. Let's get back to these yeah. Let's get back to these running backs. You look at this situation and you talked about. You know, looking at the free agency, assigning a couple of guys. So I want to throw a name at you, man. There's some fans out there that look at Chris Carson and they say, "Hey, this is a guy that they're interested in." Would you like no. to bring in Chris Carson? No. Okay. Why? Why not? It, it's going to cost. He's going to he's going to want number one running back money. It's like him and Aaron Jones are at the top. I don't want any of these guys who are going to, you know, ask for eleven million a year. I mean. I'd be comfortable signing a guy. I don't want to sign a running back any more than maybe four million a year. And if if not, you can just draft okay. a guy. Also, some of the some of the 49er backs are also on the market. Tevin Coleman, uh, it, Matt Breida, that dude does some wheels. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. So you know some familiarity yeah. in the system. Maybe bring one of those guys in. Uh, but the guy I want is Jamal Williams from the Packers or uh, yeah. Marlon Mack from the Colts. I know he's coming off of an injury, but he's been a number one back in the past, and he's going to cost nothing. So. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, Marlon Mack definitely, you know, I mean, I, I think the Colts will keep him. But some of the names, the guys that you mentioned, are, you know, some of the guys I could also see us bring in and possibly, you know, give, give a decent deal to that will work for us, work for them, and them still be able to be here 
and produce. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this tight end position, because there's some concerns here for me. Do you have faith in Chris Herndon coming forward in this next season within this new offense? Do you think that this LaFleur offense, you know, he's running that Shanahan system, that it's going to benefit and fix whatever's been going on with Chris Herndon with the drops and the fumbles and all the bad route running and all that nonsense? So I have a little more faith than you do. I'm not, you know, the biggest Herndon guy, especially after last year. I think the Shanahan system utilizes a lot of two tight ends, so I think he can make a pretty good uh, second tight end. So, But there are – I want to get a number one tight end. There's two guys I'm looking at. One of them is really aggressive, but it, it would be like a dream come true. If we could find a way to draft Kyle Pitts, which that's not happening, but if we could find a way, that dude is ridiculous. I mean, he can be a tight end. He can be a slot receiver. He can be an outside receiver. That would be the perfect weapon. Mm-hmm. I also really like John, John Smith from the Titans. Um, he's yep. showing a ton yep. of flashes, and you could sign him. I don't know if they if they retain him or not. But, yeah, Jonathan Smith can be interesting. Mo Cox from the Colts, he's good. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Sign a, either sign a free agent. Or uh, there's the kid, um, Pat Frymuth from uh, Penn State. Maybe you can take him in, like, the second round if he's there. Yeah. So, I, I don't trust Chris Herndon as a number one tight end. But I think he can make a decent two. Ryan Griffin, I think his career is pretty much over. He talked about how, like, he has permanent injury or whatever. his injury. Had, it's not, he's never going to be the same after that. He just didn't look healthy out there. So, I mean, having a tight end room of either, I guess, John Smith more likely, so Smith, Herndon, and Wesco, I'd, I'd be down for. Okay, okay. Look, I respect your takes. I respect your takes, E. Listen, I got to get back to these callers, man. You called in, you brought the fire. I'm not going to lie about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, your Donald takes, I don't respect that. I don't like that, but, you know, I'll give you a hand. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, y'all. I respect it. Listen, E, so you go ahead. Thank you for calling in, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. You have a good night, my man. Yeah, you too, man. Take care. Listen, E called in. You know what I'm saying? He brought the fire. I ain't going to lie to you. He did, brought the, he did bring the fire. You know, but taking shots to Donald, that's, that's a tough call. You know what I'm saying? That's a tough call. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-969. Please call in. You know what I'm saying? We got a new audio for tonight. Let me know how you how you're in the audio. Is everything good? You know what I'm saying? Let me know what's going on with you folks. So now we're gonna keep going. Nine one four, I'm coming to the rescue to you. Nine one four. Give me your thoughts about this Jets tight end position. How do you assess it this season? Well, I'm gonna say this. I think you're being a bit hypocritical with Chris Herndon. Mm. Am I? Can you please tell me how? What other Jets players also dealt with injuries and inconsistent play that you will defend to the death? The quarterback. Well, no. uh, Chris Herndon has never shown you any type of flash near Sam Darnold. That's one. Two. Oh, you want to know what? Unlike Sam Darnold. Unlike Sam Sam Darnold. Chris Chris Herndon also has never uh, shown that type of flash. So I'm not sitting here, you know, bashing Chris Herndon for anything. I'm telling you the absolute truth. This guy dropped a lot of football. This guy has fumbled quite a bit this season. We've seen him in multiple systems, and he has not looked good. So why all of a sudden should I believe in Chris Herndon? Why? Why should I do that? Can can somebody please tell me why? Because 2018, he was rated the number one rookie tight end in all of football. And what has he done since then? 
Well, to be fair, you can't blame him he on his second exactly. year. You can't blame him his second year. He got hurt and he got a fluke injury. You can't blame him on that. And Adam Gates destroys every playmaker he touches. I mean, he is the anti-coach. He sucks out talent like he's a vampire. The thing well, is, I'll tell you what. Like I said, but hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. It wasn't, but it wasn't just about talent. Listen, when the ball was given to Chris Herndon, and people said, "Make a play, make a play." Here's the ball, catch the football. What did we see? We saw drops and fumbles. That's what you we know. Saw. You want to know? You want to know the greatest so what, catches? What, I, I understand if it was the offensive scheme, if he wasn't getting the ball, or if the route, or it was something like that. No, the ball was given to this guy. Why the Herndon Hyde is constantly attacking me. And every single time I ask, okay, well, if you believe in Chris Herndon so much, can somebody please tell me what exactly you saw in him these last couple of years to make you want to scream at me about it? He dropped some balls. I see the top. Like I said, he, like, poor coaching. Look, look. He can't, look, he had a rough start to the season. He came on around the end of the season. Oh, well, here's the thing. I have never – outside of one – Oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Like I said, like I said, it's not his fault with the injuries. And, look, it's bad coaching. He's come – and, look, he had no preseason. The regular – look, there was no preseason. There was a lot. I mean, he's coming – look, has, he's coming off has. a year from an injury where he hadn't played football for one bit. He's going to be rusty. You know, it's going to take – like, look, if you stop doing something – He's not the only one that that's happened to. He's not the only yeah. one that that's happened to. He's not the only one coming off the season. He had a full season after that, right, to get himself ready. That preseason stuff, not an excuse. Nobody had a preseason. Nobody did. He's coming off – yeah, he's a preseason, why, but he's coming off an injury. He, he played He played five seconds in 2019. Why do you allow that excuse for him, but you don't allow it for anyone else? You talk about me, oh, I'm, I'm all about defending Darnold. When we talk about Darnold not having a preseason, you're the first person to talk about who cares. It doesn't matter. You should be prepared. Oh, you want to know, you want to know a fun fact about you want to know what Donald's completion percentage. By the way, speaking of Donald, you want to know what his completion percentage this year was oh, from a Lord. clean pocket. Do you know go what ahead. it was? Fifty-six percent. Can you please tell us how many times he had a clean pocket? He was the most rushed quarterback in the league. Yeah, he but when led. he had a clean pocket, he still he, wasn't he good. Well, well, here's the he thing: when, when he has a clean, if, if his completion percentage from a clean pocket is fifty-six percent. Yeah, but if his pocket is clean, if his if his pocket is clean, then why isn't his completion percentage better? If he has a clean pocket, then why isn't his completion percentage significantly better? If it should be sixty-five, sixty-seven percent, but it's not. Because he's running for his life most of the damn game. Because he shell shocked and taking hits constantly. Exactly. You you want to know what you can't? You want you want to know how you fix? You do know that that happens to quarterbacks, right? You do know that when they take shots and they're constantly running for your life, they get skittish in the pocket. You're sitting here acting like Donald had had a clean pocket his entire career. That is not true. It's one of the worst offensive lines in the league, especially when, when Makai Beckham wasn't playing. you got to be kidding me. This guy literally led the league in being rushed. He led the league in that. I'm not making that stat up. He was rushed faster than damn near every single quarterback in the league. And to get to, did, did you see how Patrick Mahomes looked when he when he couldn't when he couldn't sit back and set his feet? Did you see that? Did you see how he Patrick Mahomes good. looked when he was getting rushed? Patrick Mahomes looked good in the Super Bowl. What game were you watching, sir? I, what game I mean, 
I was watching the same thing. Given the situation, he looked, those throws were impressive. Like, it's not his fault, but he still looked impressive in that game. I mean, listen up, listen to the, listen to the, listen to the Bucks mic'd up. All they could talk about was how amazing he was. Like, can you, like, all, listen to the Bucks mic'd up. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. If but let me finish. Now, let me get back to the Darnold point. Do you want to know how you fix, do you know how you fix shell shock? Go ahead. Do you know how you fix that shell shock? You sit. You sit and decompress, and that's something he can't do in New York. I'm sorry. You know, the media no, won't allow him to know, sit. You know, first off, the media should not run your football team. That's point one. Point two is you know how you fix shell shock? You get him good coaching and you protect him so that he's not getting. That doesn't like that. work. You know that you, doesn't work. You have to sit and decompress. Work. If you have to decompress work. because no, if no, you, it doesn't no, matter no. if you're let thrown you back why. into the. Let, let me tell you why. Because if you do not allow this guy weapons and protection and proper coaching, you won't shake that out of him. It's not like he doesn't have the talent and can't move forward. It's not like he doesn't have the talent to do what's necessary in this football league. We have not protected him properly. We have not given him weapons. And the coaching has been god-awful. We literally, ran, we literally played a New England team that ran a zero blitz constantly. We couldn't figure out how to stop it from a coaching standpoint. You gotta be. Let me tell you this, okay? Let me tell you this. You gotta. I'll let you get the last word. Go ahead, and I'll move on. Go ahead. Let me tell you this: if you got a military unit that's been on the front forever, for a month, they're shell shocked, and their commander is dead. What do you do? Do you put a new commander there and send them back to the front? No, you give them a month off, and you send a new unit up. It's the same, the same yeah. principle here. Yeah. We're Ryan, not going to send Tannehill. the same guy back into the fire because he's going to. Ryan Tannehill was getting hit a lot. He was getting hit a lot. Ryan Tannehill had a 4,000-yard season before Adam Gase. What happened? What happened? Ryan Tannehill threw for 4,000 yards before Adam Gase even touched him. What happened? Ryan Tannehill what threw for 4,000. Okay. But what happened after Gase got his hands on him? We saw nothing, right? So once Gase gets his hand on him, we saw nothing. Then guess what? We, they, he moved on. And he found the proper place with coaching. He found the proper place with protection, and he found the proper place with weapons. Yeah, but he showed far Ryan more potential than Sandal. When has Sandal ever thrown for twenty touchdowns? When has he ever thrown for over four thousand yards? He hasn't shown that in three what, years. Yeah, and when has he had the weapons? And when has he had the protection? And when has he had the coaching? You gave him. Yeah, and everything got to be perfect because you want to watch the worst offensive lines in all of football. And you Andrew Luck dealt with the same. You. And Andrew Luck is no longer playing. Andrew yeah, Luck but he put no up numbers. He, he put up numbers. He made the playoffs. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. To the no, no, no. No. That is a terrible pick. Andrew Luck made the playoffs with terrible supporting cast. And Andrew Luck is no longer in the league because he took too many shots and he was not properly protected. He's not. Yeah, but he anymore. still put. Yeah, but he showed his. What yeah, but he, he put up his numbers. He put up production. He still produ- He still had what great production with a terrible supporting cast. What did he win? And he had better weapons than Donald ever had. He's not protected. But what did he win, sir? You keep asking. What did he win? Do you remember the end of his career? What did he do? He sat on a podium and said, "I've taken too many shots. It hurts too much." It's too much. I will no longer play. I am done here. 
all of the comparisons you keep bringing up, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But I respect your take. I do. All right, I'll leave you off with this trivia. Go go, go ahead. Give me your trivia because I love talking to you. But go ahead and give me your trivia. I'll let you go. What what ex-NFL quarterback in a three-year span bested both Drew Brees and Peyton Manning in the playoffs? Hint, he wore number 10. Oh, that's that's my guy, Ted. That's my guy, Ted. The P-Man. You already know. Listen, anybody that know me. (laughs) Mr. Pennington, are you serious? Yes, I know that. Thank you so much for your trivia, man. Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. I love going back and forth with you, all right? Listen, have a good night. Listen, we started with the fire early. We started with the fire early. I respect everybody. What's going on, guys? Let me get everyone to stand up and say J E T S, yes, 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 baby. Listen, listen, Chris, you're bringing in the fire right now. All right, I already know how you're calling. You're full of energy. Listen, we got to talk. We got to talk about this running back situation here. You look at the situation, P. Ryan, Ty Johnson. How do you feel about this Jets running back situation? What is your assessment of it? And do you want to see a sign, uh, uh, maybe a veteran back in free agency? Uh, as far as the whole running back situation, I think P. Ryan is definitely um, a smart choice as keeping as a secondary running back, you know. Uh, he's definitely got that shoulder, and he's uh, definitely trying to prove himself as a solidified uh, draft pick uh, for Joe Douglas. I'm not really keen on the whole draft uh, mock draft keep putting our second um Seahawks pick as a as a running back I'm I'm I would rather either pick a weapon or another protection for our quarterback and I'm so glad I'm the next caller because honestly man I appreciate the question but I really want to go at this guy that just went out after me cuz like here's the thing and I have respect and I've heard this guy many times on just not only your show but the previous show and this is what I've got to say okay. Listen, you want to go ahead and try and defend a tight end where the tight end has been given shots, and those shots were thrown to him by both Sam Darnold and Joe Flacco, and the dude did nothing. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have faith in our tight end, but he definitely has a lot more at stake than Sam Darnold because here's the thing. Sam Darnold has clearly been giving nothing but support – has been getting nothing but – a lot of support from other teams and other spectators saying that he was never given a proper chance. You know, the chances to a receiver and tight ends and all those other guys are when they're on in the field and they're given that shot. The moment the quarterback or any other player, any player is given that, giving them that ball, they have to make a play once they're put out there. The quarterback is very different. Once the quarterback has started the snap, he needs to try his best to make sure that his weapon are getting open, and that his line is covering him. Sam Donald had none of that. 
There was no protection. There was no cover. And people are clearly seeing that this boy was not given the right opportunity and his value is set. And now that the fact that the cap for this boy's fifth-year option is lowered has just doubled his worth and value. Sam Donald is clearly an untapped prospect. And that is why the Jets are doing something right, man. They're holding him. They're holding on to him. They're saying, wait a minute. People asking for this kid? People talking about this kid? Maybe we already have something, but we need to take a look. I am so proud that the team is not just going out there making trades, making offers, making deals. They're, they're taking their time. They're taking this thing right. Applause to Joe Douglas for telling everybody, we are not making a commitment, but we're not making any promises either. We're not making commitments. We're not a meeting that we're going to go switch for another. No, because we don't even know who these rookie quarterbacks are. For all you know, you've got yourself a diamond in the rough. You just dirtied it up a little bit. You got yourself a coal. And what happens when you put coals in the mine? You got to let them sit for a little bit and turn into diamonds. And that's what Drew Brees was. You're bringing a fire, Chris. Go ahead. Keep going, man. That's high. I'm telling you, when you have someone like, when you've got a kid who's clearly showing potential, and not only that, he's got a time on his belt. He's still got plenty of time. You got people like Zach Wilson. I'm not saying I'm not going to, I'm not going to support what Joe Douglas picks if he picks a different quarterback. If Zach Wilson's my quarterback, all happiness, bro, all love. But I'm going to support Sam Donald because I know for a fact, and so many more people, and especially other teams, are going to want them. How ridiculous would it be? If you had the if you had the uh, California Panthers, they got our wide receiver. They had the coach that walked into our building and walked right out because the GM at the time and the owner didn't listen, and they want to put their nose into things that they don't need to do. And they take Sam Donald, and that boy goes off the playoffs. What do you have to say there? Oh, now you're gonna look at yourself in the mirror and say, Oh, wow, the Jets, same old Jets, same old Jets. When we try to tell you that the Jets are doing the right thing by sitting back and they're looking. They're making their notes. They're doing their research. Yeah. Got to have the faith in Joe Douglas, man. Got to have the faith. As far as the draft right now, for my aspect, I'm still going mm-hmm. with the whole stick Sam Darnold. I have massive faith in this boy. He is a coal that we are still waiting to blossom into a diamond, man. He is a diamond yeah. in the rough, in my opinion. Yeah. I should you know, get look, weapons. Look, I should get some coverage. Move back in the draft. I feel like Joe Douglas knows what he's doing, man. I still give his draft pick last year a and I think with this learning situation and what he's realized what he did with free agency, because we all know he did, he did jump the ball a little bit on some of the players. Robbie Anderson is the yeah. greatest example there, but he, he admitted it. That is one thing we don't see in a lot of employers. They don't admit their mistakes. They don't admit what they've done is wrong and that they don't, they're not going to learn from it. But this guy did. He said, I didn't see the value in Anderson at the time. I thought his value was different. I thought we could have come out with something better, but we didn't. And now he's gonna, and he even admitted this was on me. Nobody else but my own, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna work on it. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, uh, and, I, and Chris, you're bringing a fire right now. I don't lie to you. You know, like you said, there was some some questionable stuff. I questioned, you know, the the selection of one receiver in the draft, but I, I did like his draft, and I like some of the things that he did in free agency. You hit the you hit the nail right on the head, man. Look, I respect everybody that wants to move on from Donald. I understand it's out there. Oh yeah, there, I mean, I respect him too, man, but. You can't just be throwing yeah. this kid out anyway. I understand where people are going with the whole, you know, oh, he's not decent. But my goodness, man, you've got so many people asking for this kid still to this day, and his value just went up even higher. What, what is the problem with just filling up, the, filling up the draft with weapons, potential 
potential winning players, and then if you still don't have Sam, don't cover that year? Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. If you go ahead and get a, a quarterback this year, you got four years of a quarterback that may or may not be a potential, where people are still trying to tell you that you have some knowledge on Sam Darnold and he's still got unhidden talent, practically himself a, a rookie, and you could have used all those draft picks to load up that draft and to say, hey, if Sam Darnold still doesn't work out, guess what? You're still going to end up in the same draft pick as you did last year, as you did this year, I mean. And guess what you can do? Draft a quarterback then. You can still draft a quarterback next year because we're still in rebuilding. We're not, we're not a Super Bowl team right now, so why not take the chance of putting more bonus players on this team? Think smart. Think of it like a chess piece. You don't go straight for the kill. You go ahead and you plan it. You set piece by piece. Set your rook, set your knight, set your pawn, and then you go for the attack. And then you go for the attack. Then you say, here's our king. Here's our quarterback. Let's take it on. New York. Every day, all day. Let's go, gang. Listen, Chris, you called him with the fire. Look, I, I got to get back to these lines, man. You didn't already scorch the line. There's smoke all over the place around here where I'm at, man. Listen, it, you got the plate going crazy. Look, I want you to have a good night, all right, my friend. Next time I, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely, man. You have a good night, too. Let's go, Jets. Let's go. Listen, Woo. Listen Chris, Chris called in with the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines, man. Woo. He blazed it up. Look, I'm, I'm not the Sam Darnold defender. I'm not. I want to hear your takes. I want to hear about Zach Wilson. I like the kid. I think he's, he's got something to him. He's got moxie. I like his arm. He's mobile. And a lot of the same things you hear about him are a lot of the same things you hear about Sam Darnold, a lot of them. I'm a big Justin Fields guy myself. You forcing me to draft the quarterback. I'm taking Justin Fields. I like that kid a lot. I like that kid a lot. I think he's got the arm. His decision-making is solid. And you want to talk about tough? Boy, oh, boy. He's a tough one. So we're going to keep getting to these lines, man. I'm going to my guy Steve next. Steve, Steve, it's, it's been a fiery show, Steve. We just started up early. Good to hear from you, my man. Thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, give me your thoughts about this tight end situation. How do you feel about Chris Herndon going into the season with this new offensive coordinator here in Mike LaFleur? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, I'm glad to hear from you, man. It's just, yeah, I mean, I was a little late to the show, so I, did, I didn't get a chance to listen to it because I had, I had to eat dinner a little bit late. But, you know, the thing is, I don't know what the the, the guy who I heard first before I heard the last guy, uh, honestly – I didn't know what he was talking about because here was the thing. It, 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 it doesn't – yes, okay. Chris Herndon had a very bad season this year. He had a very bad season. And the thing is, I know he's going into his fourth year this year. I don't know if I would trust him going forward in the future or if maybe if we get another tight end and or even like what they do with Griffin. I mean, I've been hearing that, there, that it's possibility that Ryan Griffin's going to be cut. But, but you know, um, the thing is with Herndon is it's just I, I don't know what the situation is going forward. But but the thing is, though, because, I mean, you know, the first – the uh, last guy, previous guy before he – before I got on even said, you know, it, whoever's going to be our quarterback, if we're going to stick with Sam or if we're going to have Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or if we're lucky, if let's say we stay at the number two pick and decide to trade Sam, and maybe if Trevor Lawrence falls to our laps, I mean, that's not going to happen. But 
it's just um it's just listen you got to get the offensive line fixed that's like one of the main priorities and it's just we 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 still we still have holes to fill in that offensive line situation i think that's the main priority of what's going to happen in free agency yeah, you know, I, I definitely think we'll attack the offensive line. Um, I definitely think, you know, Joe Dooney is probably going to be one of our top targets. Um, there's other guys out there as well. Uh, Moton from uh, the Carolina Panthers, I like him a lot. I, I really do think we need to do what we can to address our right tackle situation. I know some people are comfortable uh, with Fant, but I'd like to move on and get younger and better if possible. I'd also like to see us, you know, possibly attack another guard position too because in my mind, I think Lewis and Van Roten are as good as gone. I don't know if Cameron Clark steps up into that situation and he starts at some point. You know, I hope to see him at some point, uh, you know, within next year or, you know, maybe a year after that. Who knows? But, yeah. Hey, listen, it's just – I want to see us attack there. But but like you were saying, though, Steve, um, better in this offense is extremely important. Um, Doing whatever we can, you know, to surround whatever quarterback it is that we have in the building with talent, I think is going to be important. So – you know, whether we stick with Sam Darnold or we draft a guy or, you know, we make a trade, maybe we end up with Sean Watson, who knows? You know, we need to make sure that they are properly protected well, and given weapons. And that's why – hold on a second, Steve, before you, you get on your point. That's why I think making sure that we sure up this tight end position, I think is huge. And for me, a guy that I'd like to see targeted um, in free agency, if that's the way we're going to go for a tight end, I like Gerald Everett a lot, man. I like him a lot. And I think that if we brought him in – he could really make an impact here. I also like Mo Alley Cox as well. That's a guy that I like too. I don't know if the Colts let him slip away, but uh, if they do, I like him as well. What say you, Steve? Well, there's a couple of other people who I think that the Jets should go after the tight end position that they choose to go after tight ends in free agency. There's Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Don't and also don't forget about mm. John New Smith from the Titans. Yes, yes. He's another guy that I think is just pretty good as well. I think the Hunter Henry, man, I think he's going to cost, dude. I really, really do. And that leads me to my question. Well, that is, yeah, that again. You you talked a little bit about Hunter Henry. I mean, how much are you willing to spend on him? Like, what is your cap for him? Because he's going to probably be leading the tight end market, and he's going to, you know, definitely get those coins. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, no. It's just, yeah, I was thinking of Hunter Henry, but you just made a good point. I think from what I've been hearing, because, I mean, obviously there is the rumor from the Los Angeles Chargers that the Chargers are going to try to put a franchise tag on him. But um, Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, I don't know how much tight ends usually make a year, but the thing is I have heard that if Hunter Henry is going to go to another team, I am hearing that Hunter Henry is going to ask for money. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. (laughs) <laughs> you better believe me going after my money, <laughs> especially, you know, being a free agent, being at the top of the market. Yeah, he's absolutely going to need some cash. So before I let you go, see, my final question for you is going to be, you look at this situation, the offense that we have with LaFleur, he's bringing in a lot of the stuff from, that we saw in that Shanahan system from SS. When you look at that, do you think that we need to get that elite stud kind of number one running back to really be successful rushing the football in the Shanahan system? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the one running back I did hear about that the Jets are very, very high on uh, getting in free agency, I've been hearing a lot about Aaron Jones from the Packers. Joe, what do you think of Aaron Jones? Would you like to bring him in here? Yeah, well, you know, here's the deal. I think Aaron Jones is a great player. 
Um, I think he's a very solid player, but you know, how much is he going to cost you? I mean, he can, you know, you can definitely, he can definitely run the football adequately. You can catch the football out the backfield as well. That's a lot of stuff that you get in Green Bay. Rumor, rumor me, is, Joe, I would, Joe, rumor yeah, is that he's like that. The rumor is is that if he wants to go to another team, he said I was hearing something that he wants fifteen million a year. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. So the price for me is just like is the breaking point there, and I. I look at it like I don't spend $15 million. I don't like to spend too much anything, too much money at all on running backs because they're, they're one of the most devalued positions, especially when you get running backs. You don't know how long, you know, how long they're going to last once they get to you. You know, we've seen guys pay big-time money for running backs. They come in and just don't look the same as they did, you know, a year or two years prior because that position just – you just get ran out. I think – for me, I like to get young, fresh backs. I can see us maybe going after a cheaper veteran back to come in and help us, but not, you know, spending too much, especially when you look at the other, the other uh, needed positions on the football team and the cap that we could use for those. I'd like to see us go after a running back um, in the draft, yeah. maybe in the second round or later. So that's, that's my take on that. Yeah, so but listen, Joe, I got to get back to these lines, man. Joe, I got to hey, get Joe, back one to these last lines. thing. Go ahead. Joe, I'll give you hey, one last Joe, thing. Go ahead. One last thing before I go. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just one last thing I wanted to say really quickly before I go. It's just, you know, there, there was one thing that I did like, I, I liked about, and I read about it yesterday uh, because this went on Twitter. And the thing was, because Ian Rappaport reported about, because the thing is the Jets don't want to make a decision on Sam, like just yet. And they want to take their time towards the end of next month. And the reason is, is because, you know, Yes, Joe Douglas and Mike LaFleur and Robert Solom, I think, went to uh, Trevor Lawrence's pro day. You know, I think it was a, a week ago or something. But um, but they also want to go to Justin Fields' pro day and Zach Wilson's pro day. And after seeing those two people, then they're going to decide together, do we want to stick with Sam or do we trade Sam away and, and basically, you know, start fresh with a new quarterback. And honestly – I think it is the right decision, and finally, it, it feels like finally that the Jets are finally doing something right with handling their situations of the team. And the only thing that just has to happen is now is is that Woody and Christopher Johnson need to stay away and just be the owners of the team. Yeah, you know, look, uh, you know, there's a lot to be, a lot of things to to look at. They're doing their due diligence, and I and absolutely respect that. Listen, Steve, I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night, all right, my friend. Yeah, you too, man. Bye bye. Listen, Steve, calling in. You know, giving us his takes. You know, again, you know, we 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 talk about different things tonight, but we, you know, we consistently going to talk about the quarterback position probably throughout the entire off season. Uh, you know, look, I look at the situation, I say to myself, the Jets should be doing their due diligence, absolutely. Um, they should be looking at other quarterbacks. They should be, you know, waiting for that pro day for Justin Fields and, and Zach Wilson and all these other guys. You know, they should be scouring the free agency market. Um, honestly, them talking about the possibility of them taking a quarterback does nothing but drive up the price of the second pick in the first round. If I was the, if I was the general manager, I would never say, you know, publicly until the draft, until I was done with the draft and I'm sticking with Sam Darnold because I want to drive up that price left and right. But secretly, you know, definitely sticking with Sam would be in my mind, you know. And, again, I'm not the biggest – I'm not going to sit here and just defend Sam to the moon. I understand every – you know, he has faults like every other player. But we got to, you know, just be realistic about his faults and the things that we see because there was a lot of things that went into it, you know. 
and sticking with them, I think, is, is a possibility. But going elsewhere, you know, there's some guys out there, too, I think can be effective. Everyone knows. Like I said, I'm a big Justin Fields guy. I like him a lot. But, again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. I love talking to every single person. You know what I'm saying? Again, if you call in, don't call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. Don't do that because uh, you just put yourself at the back of the line. I'm in, you're, you're in a queue. I can see you. You know what I'm saying? I can see you. So please call in. And the only thing, do not call into my show person. I get you out of here. I get you out of here faster than we got Jamal Adams out of here. We got his ass out of here quickly. We got that guy out of here so fast. We got that guy out of here. Listen, I'm going to keep getting to these lines. Two first-round picks for a box safety. Woo! Joe Douglas is the man. Listen, we're going to keep going to these lines, man. I'm going to my guy. I think it's my guy, Angelo. 954, 954, I'm coming to you. Angelo, is this you? Angelo, what's up, man? Yeah, called in a couple times before now. I like your show. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for supporting the content. Listen, Angelo, we get into it, bro. You already know what time it is. Tonight we're talking about running backs and tight ends. I'm going to start off with the running back position with you. You look at the situation. That SF, you know, that San Francisco offense, they ran the ball, man. Number one in the league, these guys were all over the place. You know what I'm saying? They were doing their thing. They had three different backs, you know, putting in work. The lead back, you know, the guy that ended up with the most yards at the end of the year for them was an undrafted guy. What are your thoughts about a lot of people saying, hey, you don't necessarily need an elite number one running back to really be successful rushing the ball with this system? Do you agree with that? Okay, here's what I'm going to say about the running back. It is an important position, and it has gotten devalued over time. And uh, mm-hmm. But but teams that draft running backs are like the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Green Bay Packers, t- teams that have, you know, something built. Now, we, we are building something. So, you know, people say that with that second first-round pick, we might take Najee Harris or Travis Santana. Listen, it's first starts with free agents. You know, it depends on who we can talk to and who we can get into this building before we can start talking about the draft. Because if we can bring in a running back in free agency, we're not drafting one, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty clear. But if we can't bring in one, then, yes, Travis Santana or Najee Harris, I would prefer them with our second-round pick if one of them were still there. You know, the second first-round yeah. pick, uh, you know what I'm saying? I think there's, like, contract stipulations where they get they can get a fifth-year option or something like that. But um, and, and, but here's the thing. San Francisco ran the ball last year. Who did they have? Raheem Mozart? Where, where was he? In, I don't even remember him getting yeah. get drafted. I mean, you know, yeah, so they have, again, uh, uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson Jr. was an undrafted guy. Like you said, they have Raheem Moser. They had a Jarek McKinnon, and they were all often you know injured. There were some injuries between those guys. They missed games as well, and they still ran the ball well, man. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got to build that offensive line. So that's the one thing where even if you have positions there, and you got you know those guys are in the trenches every play. You know the the injury probability goes up for those guys and. I did like what Pat Fwine did a lot, the you know, towards the end of the year, but I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. bringing in a guard, drafting probably drafting offense. We're probably going to draft maybe I would say two offensive linemen in this draft. I would I would probably think depending on how we're going to do in free agency, obviously, but um, bringing in you got to bring in the, the trenches, man. I think our tackles, yeah, like I don't think we can release him. He we have more contracts. So right tackle, I think you got to have to live with Fant for next year. But you can always draft one. You can always draft a guard or a tackle. And obviously our best, our best option available is if 
Sam Darnold can turn it around and become that player that we thought he was going to be. Because if that's the case, we don't need a quarterback right now. We can save it and spend it on other assets, like or maybe trading down and getting more assets, and then maybe drafting a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, those kind of guys. Um, it's just so unpredictable because what is, what we have so many. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to break because you talked a little bit about Sam Darnold, so I wanted to break in and say, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? Because I know there's a lot of people that kind of make the comparison, and a lot of Jets fans now are leaning more towards the Zach Wilson uh, side right now. That's the guy that they're looking to draft. How do you feel about taking him? I like his tape, and you know what? As a Jets fan, you're going to be excited if if that's the case. Yeah, like it's like I, I was excited when we drafted Matt Sanchez. I was excited when we when we drafted Sam Darnold, watch him in the preseason games. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you draft a new quarterback, yeah. it's exciting to watch your team, and then everybody's going to be watching your team. So that's one point. I do like his tape. But, man, coming from a small school, and, he, you know, I've seen him in a couple interviews. He looks pretty solid. I mean, he looks like a, a good kid. But imagine him coming into your huddle with grown men and telling them what to do. Like, I don't know if he's – it's going to take him a little bit. The NFL you know, a lot different than college. So – I think if you, you think about the quarterbacks in the draft, Sam Darnold might be better than all of them right now because he's experienced. He's got a couple of years under his belt. He kind of knows the defense. You know what I'm saying? He's been there. Even though he's had some bad coaches, he's got a lot more experience. And I think in the NFL, experience matters. That's why going after those fourth-year, fifth-year players that are coming off their rookie contracts, that's why it's important to get those guys because they've been in the league for four or five years. They're young. You know, they have the experience. Those guys make the difference. The draft is just kind of like, it's like stock. You hold on to it for a little bit, you know. You're not expecting every now and then a first-year player becomes a superstar their first year. But it's not, you know, that's pretty hard to do. So, if you're thinking, if Zach Wilson is going to be our quarterback next year, we're probably going to go, what, six, you know, six and ten maybe? I I don't know. I just, (laughs) he's a rookie quarterback. It it would depend. Yeah, we, we'd see. But, yeah, look, I, I hear you, and you got a lot of great takes. I look at the situation, like you said, the offensive line I think is going to be, you know, a huge, uh, you know, point to build this, this offseason. I think they're going to attack it through multiple ways. Free agency I definitely think is going to be one of them. But, uh, you know, when you look at our running back situation, I think that we could still be extremely successful with the backs that we have here because I think that this system, you know, really produces, especially, again, when you look at what Shanahan was able to do, Kyle Shanahan was able to do at FF, that guy is a, a running game wizard. So Mike LaFleur, coming from that, being under that, working hand-in-hand with those guys, he should be able to come in here and put some scheme together, put some very solid running game uh, game plans together to really have us be successful at that sport, especially as well. Like you said, Raheem Mozart and all these guys, uh, Jeff Wilson, these guys that people really don't think of, guess what? SF was number one in the league in rushing. They ran the ball hard there. But I want to take you to and you know, as well, man. Uh, one second, I want to take you to our tight end position uh, as well. You look at this situation, I'm a guy that really does not have a lot of faith in Chris Herndon. I want to see us attack this uh, tight end position, possibly in free agency. If not, then definitely in the draft. What say you, man? Are you a guy that, that's part of the Herndon hive that thinks that, you know, this, this, this offense that's going to be brought in is definitely going to fix all the issues with him as well? That's tough, man, because, you know, you, you want your players you draft to be successful and you want to give them a chance. Herndon showed flashes of, of greatness, right, just like Sam Darnold did. You know, these guys can do it, uh, you know, but it's all about being consistent. That's why I liked a pick like Chase Claypool over Denzel Mims because he was consistent. He is durable. Uh, I don't want guys that come in and are injured the whole year. 
as far as tight ends, I haven't researched a lot because I'm a guy that likes to research the, the steals, you know, the guys that are underrated. But I like mm-hmm. Matt Terramuth, uh in the draft. I like us drafting a tight end. There's a couple good guys in there, actually. And I wouldn't mind Fairmouth maybe with our first, second-round pick. That's probably where he's going to land. Um, people have him mm-hmm. going in the late first round. I do like him. I don't know if I like him at pick 23. But, um, yeah, he's the guy I would look for. And there's a couple other guys in the draft. Uh, a little lower that you could probably maybe get in the third round. But, again, as far as free agency, it goes it, it goes about the interview. you got to sit down with these guys, and you got to convince them that, hey, you want to play for the Jets, and here's what, number, you know, here's what we're going to give you. And, and it's all a game. So, um, man, uh, we need to get there. Your thoughts Ryan about, Griffin. Yeah, you know, what, are, what are your thoughts about Jonu Smith or Gerald Everett in free agency? Even guys like Mo Ali Cox. What are your thoughts about those guys? Do you think that we should – you know, possibly pursue them? Those are not big names, but that's what I like. I like guys like that that are going to earn a contract. I don't, I don't want guys that are going out there and we've already proved it, pay us, and then, you know, we're going to get all this money and take it easy. Uh, I want guys to earn it. So um, if those, I think that's how Joe, Joe Douglas is going to do it. He's not like Mike McCagney who's going to go out and throw money at everything, the biggest names out there. And it is exciting in a free agency when, when you signed Tremaine Johnson. Remember that? It was the best quarterback in free agency. Dude, what a bust <laughs> and what a big blow to our money. And that's what set us back. But you were excited. Don't don't lie. When we, we got we got Tremaine yeah, Johnson, yeah. you were excited, weren't you? Hell yeah, you were excited. Yeah, yeah. And all these big names yeah. in the Cagman, bringing back Revis. I mean, it's like, all right, man, we're spending money. But, dude, that Joe Douglas is not like that. He's going to look yeah. for the tough guys, the underrated guys, you know, that's what he did last year in our offensive line. He spent a lot of – not a lot of money, but a lot of little money on a lot of guys. But not a lot yeah. of them worked out. So that's the other thing, too. He tried to plug it, but now it's his second year. You know, now it's time to, okay, like, if you want to get a Joe Suni, I mean, that's going to cost you a lot of money. I don't know if, you know, you're going to spend that much money on one position. What if, what if all of a sudden he tears his ACL or he does something like uh, C.J. Mosley, you know, pulls a groin? It's like – Damn, you can't commit so much money to one player, and if they get hurt, like, you are done. But that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the well, NFL, man. I mean, that's the case. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm a guy that looks at the situation, and I say if you can get Joe through the – and I understand it's going to be a lot of cash. I really, really do. I get it. But if you can get him and you can bring him into this building, I'm taking that shot. Because, look, I, I understand, you know, you're, you're talking about the injury, but you can get guys that can be backups, but that guy can change the look of your offensive line. He can. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, Absolutely. I mean, I think guard. we will. He's better guards in the league. Like I, I, I'm telling you, you get Joe yeah. on this line, I, I think you're set. So I understand what you're saying, though, but I, I, I'm taking that shot to free agency if I can. Yeah, and also, too, with Joe Thune, like, absolutely. But, you know, it's a family. That offensive line is a family. You get together and you can't communicate with with Connor McGovern or Makai Becton. So, you know, I know you want to bring it to me, but Beckham's got to approve it and be like, yeah, you know what, uh, he's a really good guy. Like, I could go out to dinner with him and his family, go to his house. Like, you got to build a family on that line, and that's how it's done. You can't just, like, plug players, like, oh, let's pick this guy up here. Like, they have no relation. You want guys that can, can build a family, a personality. That's why it's like we don't see that. We don't see those in-person interviews, that what goes on behind the scenes. We didn't see uh, the Jets interviews for the head coach. I mean, a bunch of solid just blew him away. It was like, hey, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to take this team up. You know, that's it. So it's yeah. all about sitting down with these players. If Joe Thune still has that passion, 
and he wants to play, he's like, yeah, I'm going to come in here and take your offensive line to the next level. Hell yeah, I'll give you yeah. money. you got to sell yourself. So, I mean, Joe Dooney's got to come in and be like, hey, I'm worth it. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to take Makai Beckton. I'm going to take make him the Pro Bowl next year. I'm going to take Colin McGovern, you know, who a lot of people didn't, didn't think he did a lot. It's like, I'm going to take him off, and that's it. So, he's got to sell us, and if he can do that, if he still has that passion, bring him in, you know. Same thing yeah. with Richard Sherman. Yeah. People are like, I want to bring him in because the mentor. Yeah, you want him to mentor, but you want him to play. He's got to be able yeah. to play. I'm not trying to sign Sherman to be a coach, you know. I'm, I'm signing him to be on the field. So, uh, and, and I think Salah is going to sell these players. People are going to want to play for him. That's why we will be successful in free agency. We're probably going to get a couple big names. We're probably going to get a lot of players that we need. And then what we don't get Joe Douglas is like, okay, well, I can do this with the second pick. I can draft this guy, or I can trade down, draft this guy with the 23rd pick. This guy's going to be here. Uh, we, you know, we don't need to sign a free agent cornerback because I like J.C. Horn, and I think he, you know, so it's like that, that's the game they got to play. So if you want to spend money on a cornerback, well, shit, I, I can get uh, J.C. Horn maybe no, in the no first round or, you know. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, but um, that's how I look at it, man. And free agency is going to be exciting this year for us. Exciting. Yep. Listen, you woke me up, man. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the fire. I was a little tired, dude. I was a little tired. I'm like, I'm going to be chill, dude. Your boy Chris. Chris tore it up talking about a chess game. Like, we're a bunch of pawns. Yeah. I'm setting the rules. Dude, Chris brought the fire. So, Ooh, so I did pretty good, I'm too. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I did pretty good. Oh, man. You take it easy, Joe. I'll call you right. again, man. You have a good night, man. Ooh, listen. I'm telling you. Bring it to fire. They brought up everything you talked about. And that's another factor as well, you know, that some sometimes gets lost, I think, for people, too, is how, you know, with Stella being here, with our front office, you know, being solidified with Joe Douglas, us turning things around with our franchise, getting rid of a lot of the nonsense that we dealt in the dealt with in the past, you know, this this is a destination where some free agents are talking about coming now. People are excited. People look at this situation and they go, "Hey, we could come there with Sulla and Mike Lafleur and you know Joe Douglas. They they got it. They the Jets have got it together now. They're using their brains now. You know." The impact of that hiring, the impact of us bringing him in this building, huge. Players are looking at us like a destination now. You know, we're going to see how it happens in free agency. If the jet tax is gone or how we're going to handle things, it's going to be huge, man. So I'm going to keep going to these lines, man. I got quite a bit of calls. We're going to get to everybody tonight. Again, when you call in, please be patient. Please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. We're talking Jets. We're talking running backs. We're talking tight ends. We're talking Zach Wilson. I want to hear from y'all. I definitely want to hear from you. So I'm going to new caller, 518, new caller, 518. I'm coming directly to you. Give me your name, where you're from, and what are your thoughts about the Jets running back position? Hey, LBJ. It's Jimmy from South Carolina now, originally from Brooklyn. Uh, oh, Jimmy, what's going my, on, my man? Can I speak to you tonight? Yeah. Yeah, baby. So how, how are you feeling? Uh, how are you feeling about this Jets running yeah, back? Yeah, I'm doing okay. The running back situation, I love Ty Johnson. I liked him last year when he was on Detroit, but they never used him. Uh, he comes to the Jets. Gase didn't use anybody. He's an, never mind. But anyway, uh, he ruined he ruined Donald. I mean, he didn't. He was supposed to be the quarterback coach. What the hell did he do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. He screwed him up. Ooh. The year before, we had uh, what was his name? Jeremy Bates. 
Uh, then yeah. they moved him to offensive coordinator, but he was still the quarterback's coach, and Donald was okay then. You know, it was his first year. He was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So but then the second year, we, we, we know what happened after that. But, you know, if he had the proper coaching the past two years, he wouldn't be such a schmuck right now, okay? Be, be yeah. looking this bad. I mean, I, believe, I really love Donald. <laughs> I really like him. But as far as anything goes, the, Joe Douglas, I have all my faith in him. Uh, LaFleur knows what he's doing. Uh, I think they're going to make the right decision on, on the quarterback. So whether he could be salvaged, that'd be great. If not, I wish him all the luck in the world. Go Ryan Tannehill. Um, <laughs> as far as the uh, front line, we got to get him in there. We got, we got to protect them. Look at the Chiefs. Who wants that to happen? Yeah. You know, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. We need to, I think we need Creed Humphrey. We get a center in there move McGovern back to his normal position of guard. And I think we tighten yeah. that up right then and there. I still think we need uh, fans good, but I still think we need a right tackle, you know, and we could do that in the draft. As far as okay, the running so, backs. So you're looking, hold on a second. You're what? looking to address a lot of, yeah. a lot of the holes along the offensive line in the draft. You're not interested in taking any guys that are free agency. Joe Thune is out there. I know you talked about Moon McConnell McGovern. Lindsay's a guy that you could put in there at center. Are, are any of those guys, you know, attractive to you in your mind to bring in and have them play here? They certainly are. But I think Joe okay. Douglas with his, you know, wisdom, he, you know, he want, he doesn't want to spend money. And if you're looking yeah, for the yeah. long haul, I mean, what? What's his face? Uh, Lin, Lindsay, he's what, 29, 30? All right, how many more years you got out of him? Okay? Yeah. Uh, you bring in somebody else, he's good for the short term, you know, like a McCagnan deal, you know, give him a lot of money, come in for a little while, train the backup, and the backup you got next year or whatever. So, you know, I, I, I do believe we do need some strength up front, especially, you know, protect the line. You don't want to, see, I don't want to see uh, Mahomes again, you know, in, out in uh, New York, you know, yeah. I mean, so that's so what we, we've been doing. We, the quarterback's been chasing, running around all over the place. Yeah. That's it's crazy. That's so so we, look, we got to protect him. Yeah. When you look at the situation though, cause I want to talk to you about this running back situation as well. The offensive line, we mm-hmm. got to show up and there's a couple ways that we can go about it. But when you look at this running back situation, there's a lot of people, especially when they started hearing about the Jets talking to Najee Harris, they're saying we should take Najee at 23. Do you agree with that take? No, I like Wyatt Davis there. <laughs> okay. uh, if we don't okay. get Wyatt Davis, like I said, I think we need to protect the quarterback. We got to protect him. You got, you need a wall. You got to give him time to establish everything. You need time for the uh, go routes to uh, get out there and everything else. So you, you got to protect them. You know, you, you, no ifs, ands, or buts. You can't get sacked, you know, 30 times a year. You know, or even worse, like uh, uh, Wilson out in Seattle. I mean, God. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, at running back, I really like Jamal Williams from Green Bay. I think, you know, he's a backup. He's not going to cost as much as uh, Aaron is going to cost. But uh, I I like him. He's – I really like him as a running back. I have him every year on my uh, fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts about Chris Carson? You know, Carson? towards the later end. Jets fans is, yeah, what are your thoughts about Chris Carson? Because there are some Jets fans that, you know, think that he's a guy that we should, we should go after. Do you, would you like to see him brought in? Uh, no. He's, gonna, he's a little too old. He's going to cost you money. And, no, I don't think so. I'd rather go okay. – uh, 
Michael Carter in the third, fourth, fifth round, whatever, you know, from was yeah. Miami, yeah. I think. I mean, he yeah. really looked good in the uh, the senior bowl. So, I mean, he did decent during the year also. But uh, And I like Fryermuth as a tight end. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's not so go, pitched, go into the but he's second best. And I think we're yeah. going to need a Kittle in our team. So, I mean, if he can block, he can catch, he could do everything, you know, acrobatics, <laughs> great, let's go. You know, that's what we're going to need. So, and if I, I, go ahead. Yeah, so when you look at the tight well, yeah, when you look at the tight end position, I know you're bringing up a couple of guys from the draft as well that's going to be out there, guys that we could attack. I can see us going after some of those guys. But I want to get your thoughts on some uh-huh. of the free agents that could be out there as well because there's guys that we could target. Johnny Smith is a guy that I think is, you know, uh-huh. is going to be out there as well. He's a guy that, that looks solid. He looks solid there with the Titans. I know they're, they're a very big, you know, kind of running, uh, you know, running team. They run the ball very hard down there with Derrick Henry, but we saw right. the flash out of him. And Gerald Everett is a guy that I like as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that can make plays. We saw him utilize within that Rams offense. We saw him catch some balls and really be able to make some moves and make plays. What tight end could you see coming in here and really making an impact that I, that would make sense for us? Kelsey. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I I like Mo Ali Cox. You know, you brought him up before, okay. and I like him. He he did some some good things. He's not going to cost a lot. Uh, John was out a couple of weeks this year. Uh, we need healthy guys, you know, guys that are going to be on the field. You know, don't even if they they don't cost us anything, you still need to be out there. We need a team. We can't have yeah. our uh, wide receiver core, you know, together for three games, you know. At yeah. wide receiver, there's another one. I really like Curtis Samuel. He's got that X factor that we're going to need in the Shanahan offense, you know, running the jet mm. sweeps and everything else and all over the place. Yeah. This guy, he's he's amazing. He can do that, and you know, yeah. he's, what are your thoughts about he, he ran. He uh, what was he? Two hundred yards rushing this year? Come on! Oh, dude, dude, eight hundred uh, I mean, receiving. Uh, I think Samuel. he had. Yeah, Curtis, Curtis Samuel is one of the guys that I look at as well. Um, I've talked about him. I've also talked about the possibility of trading for Odell Beckham Jr. I've talked about that as well. I don't think we'll have to give up as much as most people think. But my final question for you before I let you go, dude, because you had one heck of a call, Jimmy, and I want to thank you for calling in. You talked a little bit about the wide receiver position and going after Curtis Samuel. What are your thoughts about Allen Robinson? I mean, that's a guy that's going to cost, but he can come in here and make a big-time impact. How do you feel about him? I would love to get both him and Samuel on the team, to tell you the truth. Okay. Get rid of Perriman and – what do you call it? And we got we we got a wide receiving core. You keep I'm and I'm talking about keeping Jameson Crowder also. I like him. Okay. I I really love him. he was our best receiver last year. The past two years. You could take you ten million if you go. Why let him you go? Could you ten million if you go. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I think yeah, I think he's worth it. You know, because you gotta spend some money somewhere. You know, you can't have all rookies and, you know, have a million, you know, a hundred million dollars in uh, surplus and, and have a shitty team. Excuse my French. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, listen. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. I, you know, yeah. just watching me. We're a family show here. But listen, I want to thank you for calling in, Jimmy. You have a good night, all right? I thank you, LBJ. You take care. 
All right, go Jets. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Go Jets. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Jimmy called in with the fire. Jimmy called in with the fire. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Please call in. We're taking calls. We're talking. Got a little bit of callers. We're going to get to everybody here. Also, if you're watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please give me a thumbs up. Please thumbs up my stream, everybody, you know. Whether you're watching me on wherever, multiple platforms that I stream on, please give me a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? It's greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these callers, getting back to these lines. Jason, I am coming to you. This is my guy, 661, Jason. Listen, Jason, we, you know I love talking to you about these Jets. Look, we're getting it started. We got, you know, Michael Floor here with this offense at SS bringing in. How important is it for us to get a quality tight end that can be able to make plays, man? Well, man, to be honest, I keep it with you, man. I don't know what was worse, Adam's play calling or the tight end playing um, on the field. Because, yeah, man, yeah, I, both were horrible. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. in my opinion, we might need just need to just tail this tight end room down and just need to build it up again because all we have right now is just old people who like in their 30s, Herndon that can, can't catch or anything, or he wants to fumble everything. And mm-hmm. um, Wesco, which I don't know what he has become. So we just need a whole tail down. Just we just need it. Just needs everything needs to be replaced in the tight end room. It's so bad. Oh, okay, okay. So when you look at the situation, are you a guy that wants to get after some of these tight ends in free agency? Johnny Smith, you know, of course, you know Hunter Henry is going to be out there. There's so many names of guys that are going to be out there. Who's the guy that you covet? I mean, is Gerald Everett a guy that you covet? Uh, that you uh, covet is Mo Ali Cox, the guy that you covet. Who exactly do you want to see the Jets chasing free agency? Um, I believe. Well, to be honest, we need somebody who can actually catch. So, to be honest, uh, um, Charges tight end is. I mean, not um, Charges. The tight end, tight end, is someone I'll be looking. I forgot his name, but oh, I would Smith. like to have at least. Yeah, Gun Smith. Okay. So how much how much are you willing to spend on Johnson? Because he's going to be one of the top tight ends in the league, or one of the top tight ends in the league in free agency uh, when that comes. So how much are you willing to spend? What's the most until it's your cutoff, and you're like, I'm going to have to walk away. Um, well, to be honest, right now tight end is not tight end. It, it's not. I don't believe it's going to be able to fix this year. I would put an offer out there, but I won't be like one of the top teams. So probably. Um, I didn't do um, research of how much a Titan would cost, so probably about like. Dang. Do you know the um what's the range before a Titan to get? I mean, there's there's a lot of guys making a lot of money. I mean, the top tight end, I think Travis Kelsey is making something like fourteen million a year. I know Kittle is making I think like fourteen or fifteen million a year. There's 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 some guys definitely making some money. But, I mean, in free agency, of course, you're going to have to pay. I don't know if I'd be willing to pay that much uh, for, for a tight end free agency. That's why I think going after some of maybe, you know, the the the, the second-tier guys or even, you know, some of the guys that aren't top. That's why I think Hunter Henry, I'd like him. He's a great tight end, but I think it's tough, you know, trying to bring him in, especially some of the holes that we have. I think Mo Ali Cox would be a guy that we could sign. Um, I don't think he's going to, you know, ask for, you know, $15 million a year. Um, I think that, you know, Jared Everett is going to be in that class. So there's a, there's a couple guys. But Johnny, Johnny, you're definitely going to have to spend a little bit. But there's definitely, you know, some room there to move. So 
Look, I heard what you said about those tight ends and, and you know, redoing that room. So clearly you want to get rid of Ryan Griffin, which would save us, you know, uh, uh, $1.8 million. So there's some things that we could do there. But going back to this running back situation, there's some, some moving and shaking that could happen there as well. A lot of people looking at situations. There's a lot of fans that want to go after Najee Harris. Some people want to go after some running backs in free agency. What are your thoughts about our running back, uh, you know, position as of right now? How do you assess it? Well, to be honest, um, assessing if you can't assess the running back without the O line because both of them need each other to succeed. And so, in from my last talk, I remember I was talking about fixing this O line. If you have a great O line, doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. If those guys are making holes, anyone can go through them. So, to be honest, um, the guys we have, I believe we we can keep as long as we build this O line. And, put, and possibly go for on the Seahawks Carson because some people that don't want to talk about is that he had his offensive line sucked and he still had those yards. So imagine just going talking to Carson saying, "Hey man, we're building this offensive line and we're gonna make it great so that you so that." Since you've been with the Seahawks and haven't had a great offensive line, we can now you have a great old line and you can come here and you can run it all over the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's something we could do. Again, I know everyone's talking about it tonight. Better in this O line would definitely uh help the rest of this offense, but there's some targets that could be out there. You talk about Chris Carson, I know that there's some other fans that want him as well, but I think, you know, the price is going to be a big factor with them. But listen, Jason, i got to get back to the rest of these lines, my friend. Thank you for calling in tonight. It was great to speak to you. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you, all right? All right, man. Take care. Shut up. All right, we're going. Listen, they calling in with the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number to the show you can call in. Look, I'm going to keep going through this. When you call into the show, okay, you don't have to call it and hang up and call it and hang up and call it and hang up, okay? Please don't do that because what that's going to do is put you at the back of the line, okay? I have a cue. I can see you when you call in. We're going to get to everybody. So if you call in, just call in and wait on the line. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear the show. Just call in, wait on the line, and then as, you know, people get off the show, you will be brought on. But don't call in and hang up and call in and hang up because if you do that, you just put yourself at the bottom of the back of the line. It's just like if you were waiting in line for some groceries, to buy your groceries. If you get out of that grocery line, you keep getting in and getting out, guess what happens? You, you'll be there until 7 o'clock at night trying to buy some groceries. You've been there since 8 in the morning. You keep getting in and out the line. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Don't do that. So we're going to keep getting to these lines, man. We're going to keep going to these lines. We're going to 818-818. I'm coming directly to you. This is my guy Jacob, I believe. Jacob, my man. How's everything going? I want to thank you for calling into the show tonight. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I'm good. I am position, man. I'm, I'm all right, man. Thank you again for calling in. I have no faith in Chris Herndon. I'm keeping it completely real. I just don't. I don't have any faith in him. What say you, my friend? How do you feel about him going into this season, you know, with our offensive coordinator? Do you have faith that he'll turn into the tight end that everybody, you know, or excuse me, that some Jets fans believe that he will? Yeah, I think we're all hoping he can return to his rookie form, which was a promising tight end. Obviously, last year he didn't really play that much, and then this year he had a pretty awful season, I think. But I think he'll definitely come back to some form of himself. I don't think he'll be 
100% like he was in year one. I just think with all the injuries he's had, it's tough to make a full 100% recovery from that, especially in the NFL. Uh, but I think he can return to some sort of form. I think he showed definitely some promise throughout the year. But I would say um, I'm not sure if any other questions would be addressing the tight end position that you may have for me. Um, so yeah, if they are all. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah. When, when you look at the situation, because you talk about Herndon, and I know you said you're not, you know, you, you're hoping that he is, but you're not as you know, confident as others are. When you look at the situation, uh, what about free agency? Are there any guys you can suggest to target to bring in in free agency? Because I'm big again on Gerald Everett. Um, you know, some people even talked about Jared Cook. I mean, is there a guy out there that you'd like to see the Jets be able to bring in? Uh, the guy that I lean towards is more of in the draft and Kyle Pitts. I think if we okay. decide to stick with Sam Darnold and are able to trade back mm-hmm. from two to a spot like maybe take eight if the Panthers want to come up and uh, – you know, get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, and we can slide back to pick eight. I think Kyle Pitts, I've, like, loved this dude for a while now. I think he's could easily be a top ten tight end, like, right off the bat in his rookie season. And I think okay. when you have somebody like him who's that big of a mismatch, um, they don't come out of college that often that are that good. I've heard a lot of the comps are, like, Darren Waller. And obviously, Darren Waller is the top three tight end in the NFL, I think, at least. Mm-hmm. So, if that guy, if someone like that comes out of the draft, um, you know, they're very hard to find. I think having a good tight end is something that's pretty underappreciated and underrated in the NFL, and that not a lot of teams have. Um, so, I think if we can get someone like that in here who, if you put a linebacker on him, he's going to outrun them. But if you put a safety on them, he's going to, you know, he has much better size than they do, I think it'll create a lot of mismatches, and I think it'll lead us to a lot of success. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Going over to the running back side of the ball, man, you look at the situation, and I'm, I, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so I watch, you know, San Francisco quite a bit. I'm forced to, to be completely honest. I'm forced to. And yeah. it's, it's a miserable experience, dude. It is completely miserable, let me tell you. Uh, so, to watch that football team, you know, because they've been solid for a couple of years, so it sucks, especially when you're a Jets fan and you're like, what is my team going to be like this? But I, I've had right. the, you know, the opportunity to watch them. And when I watched that Shanahan system there, I saw them be extremely effective with guys that weren't necessarily touted as, you know, the best running backs in the league. Uh, you know, Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. Raheem Mozart, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon. These are guys that, you know, aren't necessarily like, hey, you know, this, these are Alvin Kamara's or Cooks or anything like that or Derrick Henry's or anything like that. So when I look at this situation, you have Michael Floor coming here, and I say to myself, man, he's going to come in here, he's going to run that Shanahan system. He's a guy that, you know, worked under Shanahan, the running scheme was there. I expect to see a lot of things from San Francisco transfer over to here. And when I look at our running back situation, I say, I don't think we necessarily need an elite back either. I don't think we necessarily need, yeah. you know, one of those guys that we could possibly get by with P. Ryan, um, Ty Johnson, and if we, you know, bring Josh Adams back, or even if we go into the draft and get a young guy, you know, that's explosive, I think we can survive with that. What are your thoughts about that, man? Do you think we have to go get, you know, a, 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 you know, an Aaron Jones or any of those other, you know, high price free agent running backs? Or do you think that we're okay with P. Ryan and Ty Johnson with this system? Yeah, I sort of have a more in-depth and long response to this, I guess, because this is something I, okay, I guess I think about a lot for sure when it comes to our team. And I think 
I think I really don't think we need to bring in one of the top free agent running backs. Obviously, we know what happened when we did that with Le'Veon Bell. It was just pretty much a complete disaster. So I don't think mm-hmm. we'll make that same mistake again. I think we can get by with the guys we have, or if we want to bring in maybe a Jamal Williams or like a Mike Davis or even draft a guy like Kenneth Gainwell, who I know has been connected to the Jets a little bit, I think they could work out pretty well too. And I think it definitely goes back to just saying how the offensive line really determines how good the running back is. Because when you go back to the Niners again, they had like, yeah. I don't know, four different running backs Trent who Williams. looked like they could be Pro Bowl running backs over like last yeah. year. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, a dude named Jamichael Hasty. I don't think a single dude owns his jersey, and he looked like a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like you talked about, that offensive line in San Francisco, I mean, you had Trent Williams up there. I remember I was screaming for that guy. I was screaming for us to trade yeah. for him. And a lot of people, you know, <laughs> a lot of so, people didn't want to have anything to do with it. But, you know, he, he's literally rated the top tackle in the league. I mean, that guy is you know, ridiculous. And I think he, you know, possibly is, you know, going to be one of the higher paid free agents this year. But let me tell you something. Like you said mm-hmm. as well, the offensive line and how we address it is going to be extremely big to the production, you know, from our from our running backs. But I definitely think, again, with this scheme and this offense, the guys that we have, I think, can be extremely successful in it. So, my final Yeah, and I think – Go, my man. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Oh, okay, go ahead. yeah. I was going to say also, I think that's why – you know, related to this, if I'm sitting at pick number two still and nobody wants to come and trade up, I'm still taking Panay Sewell because it all comes back Mm. to if we want to run the ball and we have that type of scheme where running the ball is, um, you know, that's what you do like a lot of the time and you need those Mm. bookend tackles to really lead the way no matter which way you're running. If you have Mekhi Becton on the left who's going to knock over whatever defensive end or edge rusher you put on him and then you put Sewell there who's arguably the best tackle in a decade or so, it just it'll make it much easier for our system to succeed. Okay, so when so when you look at the situation now, this is this was my question for you as well, because I've heard a lot of people talk about taking Panay Sewell at, at number two and I you know, I respect that. But when I look at the situation and there's some other Jets fans that kinda of look at it the same way or look at it, you know, in a different way, they say to themselves, Okay, well yeah, Panay is rated as coming out, you know, as one of the best one of the best left tackles about to ever come, moving him to right tackle, could that be a concern with him in his play? Do you think the same exact way, or what are you doing on the offensive line? Are you moving Makai to right tackle, or are you putting Panay at that right tackle immediately? I think probably moving Panay to right tackle because Makai Beckton has already shown how good he can be at left tackle. So I think yeah, absolutely. obviously there's a, there's a pretty high chance that Panay Sewell is going to be successful in the NFL but obviously nothing's a guarantee until you actually watch them play. So now that we know Mekhi Becton can successfully play left tackle at an extremely high level, I don't think you want to mess around with it and change where he's playing and make him readjust his play style and everything. I think you just let it be and then try to let supposedly the best tackle in a decade try to fix it. Because if they're a generational prospect like he's made out to be, I think they'll be able to adjust and play just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So my final question for you is, we talked about the offensive line, the, you know, the process of the running game, which I think is going to be extremely huge this year uh, for us. I think, I think the running game is going to be a big part of our offense, more so than it's been these last couple of years. Because I, I truly, again, watching FF and the way that they do things there in San Francisco, man, they were, they were mm-hmm. running the rock hard. 
but that opened up the door yeah. for other things. And one of those things is play action. I want to get your thoughts on this, man. Do you think that play action will be a bigger part of this offense this upcoming season with this system? Definitely. I think in schemes where you run the ball more, I think play action is also more effective because if you're running the ball two-thirds of the time in a run-run-pass type of offense, um, and it's, you know, third and short, third and one, third and two, even third and three, whatever it may be. If you, you know, everyone's probably going to assume you're just running it again because that's what you do a majority of the time. But if you pull out the play action there, I think it can lead to a lot of big plays. And I think that's something that we should have done a lot more in the past year because we saw the few times that we actually ran play action um, in 2020. I think it, I mean, there were some big plays down the field that ended up occurring. I remember. I think the long Brashad Perriman touchdown against the Patriots was a play action. Some of the great Denzel Mims catches were play action. I think it's something that we saw a lot from the 49ers, and I think we would definitely end up doing a lot too, and it would it's successful. It works. Yeah. Listen, Jacob, you, you had quite a call, man. I mean, you, you call in with the fire normally, man, but this, this was a great call. You You brought the fire, and I'm sorry, it was just all education. You just schooled everybody, dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't yeah, gonna lie to you. Man. Yeah, absolutely, man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, now, man. I want you to have a good night, my friend. It was great speaking to you next time I have a show. I want to hear from you. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good night. Are right, you having a good night? Listen, Jacob called in, man. Jacob called in with straight fire, straight fire tonight, man. It was crazy. Look, man, we had quite a bit of callers tonight. People called in with the fire, bringing their takes, arguments left and right, things going on. A lot of stuff, man. Listen. But now we're going to end the show, folks. Again, I want to thank everyone for calling in. Please thumbs up the stream. Please subscribe. Please turn on your notifications as well if you have not already. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're watching me through YouTube, listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on YouTube as well, all right, at YoungJ00. Oh, excuse me. That's my Twitter. My Twitter. Excuse me. I'm on Twitter as well at YoungJ00. The three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Darnold jersey on. All right, at all times. I'm not the biggest, you know, Sam Darnold defender. I do try to bring back, but we'll see what happens. You know, as we continue on throughout this, you know, off season. You know, maybe the Jets take a quarterback. Maybe they don't. Maybe they trade for one. Who knows what could happen? But we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets is YouTube, all right? Long Beach Joe Jets. Please go there, subscribe to my content, give my videos a thumbs up, give my stream a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Turn on your notifications as well. And if you want to troll me, no issues. I'm a troll. I'll go back and forth with you in the comments as well. I love going back and forth with people. So always, people, when you see me in person, because you will, you will see me in person eventually. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone, all right? It will cost you absolutely nothing. Anyone that tells you that you have to pay for a hug, not true. Not true. The hugs will remain free. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.